Hello from the Clio Cloud Conference 2016 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm Steve Embry. I'm Ray Abedin. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. I asked you to come and talk to us because we are, or you are, representing pretty large law firms. Uh, Steve, what firm do you work at? I'm with uh, Frost Brown Todd. And how many attorneys about? We probably have about 500 attorneys in a four or five state area. Okay. Ray, what about you? What firm are you with and how many lawyers do you all have? I work with Sedgwick. We have uh, around 270, 280 lawyers in 16 offices. So the reason I asked you to come on and talk to us is because I think a lot of people would think about the Clio Cloud Conference as something that would be attended by Clio users, that would make sense. Um, solo and small firms looking to get a competitive edge using technology and to learn more about technology. You guys are a couple of big firm lawyers that came to this conference. I know, Ray, this is your second year? Third. Third year? Yep. Oh, wow. And Steve, this was your first? It's my first year. So I just wanted you to talk to us about why you felt this was a good conference to come to and how the first day went and did you think you make a good decision? And so actually I'll start with you, Steve. This okay. was your first year. Yes. Why did you come? Uh, because you told me it was a good <laughs> thing to come to. Okay, I love that you believed me. <laughs> and Always. Did, and how did I do? You did great. So what do you think so far? I think it's a wonderful conference. Uh, a lot of very interesting ideas, uh, a lot of good speakers. And, uh, you know, it's, it's maybe to turn the question around, why did I come? A better question would be, why don't all lawyers come exactly. to something like this? Right. Big firm or small firm. And Ray, this is your third year. You felt compelled to come back. Why do you keep coming back? Because our profession is changing. The delivery of legal services is changing. The interface is technology and fresh new thinking. And Clio represents that fresh new thinking. And the speakers here are all interested in new ways to deliver uh, legal services and to interface with our consumers and provide leverage that we'll need to be better able to help our clients, which is our goal as lawyers. And be, and, Let sorry, me kind of yeah, follow up on say. that because it's a thought that I had too. So many conferences that I go to are really substance directed. In other words, what does the law mean? What does it say? How do you handle a legal dispute? This conference is more about process. How do you communicate with clients? How do you solve legal problems? What are the tools that you can use? What's best to use? So to me, it's much more valuable because I can always go out and find how to litigate a class action. I can read that, I can search it on the internet, but to actually hear people talk about the process of practicing law at these days and times is really quite refreshing. I guess we should say that much of the agenda is not based around Clio the product. They find these luminaries in and outside of the profession to come and talk to us about these things. What are some of the sessions or speakers that you've seen, Ray, that you really enjoyed? I just came out of uh, an hour-long session with Ross, uh -huh. Andrew Arruda, yeah. and the, let the, the concept of artificial intelligence as a tool, as an emerging tool to help us process As large amounts of information. Absolutely not a threat. Uh, no difference than the car or the telephone or an airplane. Um, it, it, it was a threat to the existing 
tools, modes of transportation, modes of communication at the time, uh, but we've evolved as human beings. It's part of our DNA. Uh, and um, Andrew was very good at explaining how artificial intelligence is already and can be a tool to help us process information, which is what we do so that we can then give our judgment to our clients and help them through a difficult situation. Excellent. Steve, anything amazing you've seen that you really Well, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. There's an old saying, you try to drive down the road looking through the rearview mirror, it's generally a, a recipe for disaster. And I view practicing law that way. And so for <laughs> me, uh, where else could you go find speakers like Andrew Aruba or da uh, Darth Vaughn or oh, Ed Walters? Yeah. I mean, they're at the cutting edge of everything, and what they're talking about is no place near what you can find at any legal conference that I know of. Or a bar conference. Or, a, or particularly a bar conference. Yeah, it yeah. takes um, right. It takes a cutting edge company like Clio that's in the legal technology startup space. They still like to call themselves a startup, even though they're about eight or nine, ten years old to have that forward thinking to bring people like this together and to put on a really energetic and great conference. Right, and it's interesting that the speakers here are, many of them are no longer practicing lawyers. And I think that makes a real difference because their outlook is different, their approach to things is different, their energy is different, and you, for me, I learn a lot more from them than I'll do listening to a you know, stuffed shirt practicing lawyer <laughs> drone on about his accomplishments. <laughs> stuffed shirt practicing lawyers. And do you take this information and how do you, how does your firm react to, are you able to share this with them? Do they care? Are you here mainly because this interests you and you are trying to stay on the edge or are you here representing your firm and hoping to take back information? I'm trying to understand the process and the change. Um, how the firm deals with it is, is unique to every firm. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I, because I don't represent a firm, I can say, I don't think that it's unique. I think every firm is trying to sit, especially the bigger ones, and sit and stay. You know? They're just trying to sit and stay. Not really trying to make um, large innovative leaps necessarily. So I think, I can say it. You probably don't want to say it about your firm. But I'll say that there are many out there who just want to sit and stay. So are you able to take any of this back with you and, and share it and find that there's open minds ready to listen to this change that you're learning about? I do when I can. Yeah, that's, what, that's it. <laughs> I do when I can. The law is still an individual practice. We're autonomous in many ways. We uh, are introverts and we are reluctant to change. Uh, look very, in the rear view mirror. So. Very, very true. Um, and for me, I view this as a personal investment of my time. Oh, excellent, yeah. Um, not me too. so much, yeah. not so much for my firm, uh, but but you know, it is an individual thing, and we are all individually motivated. And you know, I have a lot of partners who don't want to invest time in this. They would rather go to a, a session where the stuff shirt does drone on. <laughs> there was an interesting podcast with uh, Jason Castillo that I listened to the other day, and he was, the theory of it was, why to CLE programs, why do they suck? And his, his premise was, not so much because of the program itself, it's because the lawyers aren't investing the time and energy to get into the program. They view it as just a box to check off. 
So for me, if I'm going to invest time and energy in a program, I'm coming to this where I can really learn something and, and achieve something as opposed to, to something else where I'm just sitting there waiting for the time to be up so I can leave. And you know, um, Steve, you and I became friends because you also have decided to get involved with the law practice division of the ABA, where I do a lot of work as well. And again, big firm lawyers don't tend to really think that that's an important um, part of maybe their professional development or their, their business development. So I, I have to tell you, I really appreciate you being here and being involved with law practice. And Ray and I go way back. Ray's actually the immediate past president of the Florida Bar and spent a lot of time last year studying how the profession is changed, not even studying. I mean, he, he was really a proponent for lawyers opening up their hearts and minds and their practices to, to respecting what technology is doing in a big way. So um, what about the people that you've met? You know, you come here, we listen to great speakers, there's great sessions. Do you get involved talking to other attendees and, and, and is that part of the, Absolutely. Yeah, that's they're cool, fascinating right? people. Uh, yeah. They just have a different perspective and energy that it's just so refreshing and so much fun. I, I am involved locally in Louisville with a lot of startup groups. And you know, I'm often they often say, "Well, wh what are you here? You're not a startup." And I said, "But I just like you guys. <laughs> a lot of that's true here. I mean, I like these people. I like talking to them. And you know, and I go back home. I've got pages of notes and ideas and things to do and things to check on more than I can ever get accomplished. But uh, so yeah, it's it's great people and it's great fun. What do, What about you, Ray? What's your other favorite thing about coming here other than the speakers and the sessions? Anything else you want to? Forcing myself out of my comfort zone. Oh. That's forcing myself to think differently about the thing that I do, that I've been doing for a long time. Uh, yesterday, there was uh, the keynote with uh, Jack Newton was all about data-driven decisions. Yeah. We, we make decisions on instinct and on experience without a whole lot of data sometimes. Uh, some decisions have to be made quickly, some are thought out. Um, and the move towards data-driven decisions based upon the totality of the data versus the data that I can access in my time frame or in my law firm or with my computer or in my law library is really a fascinating concept and it's here. Uh, also the borderless nature of data yeah. and where data lives uh, is no longer local, regional, uh, or country specific. It's uh, Clio does work internationally now, and they're going to start mining all that data. And that, to me, was fascinating. Right. Because it's a huge opportunity to learn and to then be able to use enormous amounts of data with technology to help our customers, our clients. It's interesting, Adriana. I know you're the uh, in charge of the tech show this year. Congratulations. Thank and you. Thank you. It's awesome. But we were talking upstairs, and you asked me, uh, asked several of us if we had any good ideas for speakers. And... Your question, I started thinking about it, and I started thinking, my good ideas for speakers are the ones right here. Yeah, you know, so I, I, When I'm thinking of that, I don't, I'm in leadership roles in some other bar association uh, things, and I, you know, I'm always trying to find speakers, so I can, I can find speakers for that because I've been here, but to, to give you speakers from the other side, nah, <laughs> not there. <laughs> right, no, it's been great. Well, it's definitely one of the reasons I enjoy coming here is for the same reasons you all mentioned, and. Um, I'm looking forward to next year. Can't wait. So I appreciate both of your time. Thank you. Really Thank do. You. I think it's amazing. I hope you encourage. I hope this short conversation encourages more big firm lawyers to attend stuff like this for all the reasons you just explained. They need to. They yep. need to. They need to. Absolutely. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network.
you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank <laughs> you.